Hey, it's been a minute, but here I am. This is the Deconstructing Bush podcast, and I'm your host, Beulah Marie. The countdown to the Bush show in Burgettstown, PA has begun, and it's only 25 days away. So a little over three weeks, and I am so excited. I got VIP and meet and greet passes, so I'm super pumped about that, even though I've met the band twice before. Um, Nonetheless, very jazzed. Uh, Also, in exciting Bush news, uh, is that today I saw that they're coming out with a new song, I believe on July 27th, called, I think uh, it's called We Are More Than Machines. So I'm really excited about that. I hope that they will perform that one live at the Pittsburgh uh, sorry, Burgettstown show as well. So I'm honestly really pumped. Um, and yeah, I saw a snippet on Instagram and from what I heard, it's on the like heavier side, you know, um, kind of like harder. So I definitely dig that. Also, I saw that Gavin did a song with Seether recently. So that's pretty neat as well. I honestly forget the name of it, but you can check the Bush Instagram and you'll find it uh, or check the Seether Instagram as well. And also thanks to Gavin for liking a photo I posted recently with my glycerine lyric tattoo and Nirvana shirt that I was rocking. Um, I've been on the struggle bus lately, so that was pretty dope. Thank you. Anyway, I will stop rambling and babbling on because today I'm going to talk about the song Little Things. Um, so, okay. The Bush song, little things. I thought this song was fairly straightforward and now I have to admit that my perception is colored a bit, uh, by the internet, which is why I try not to Google meanings ahead of time. And I didn't really do that, but I like to have the lyrics pulled up when I record these episodes. And so when I did that, I saw some people's analyses and interpretations Uh, of little things and it suggests that everyone thinks this song is about trigger warning drugs specifically heroin um and so i you know try not to let that influence my interpretation but it's there you know i have to acknowledge that i saw that and that that's out there but here's the thing you guys even if some songs many songs whatever could have a double meaning i think it's actually doing sort of a disservice to fans uh, to act like that's all they're about. It's almost like an insult to fans' intelligence um, to think that, like, I don't know. I mean, it, it just, in my opinion, it's almost disrespectful to the band, too, because, like, how shallow is it for every song to just be about drugs or just be about sex with no deeper meaning at all? I especially feel that it's slightly disrespectful because I highly suspect that there typically is a deeper meaning or another meaning, you know? Or hey, maybe as I've said before, I just totally overanalyze things or read too much into it because, you know, I'm not nothing if not an overthinker. <laughs> but here's my take. So the song, Little Things, it could, of course, be about things like drugs or alcohol, but Let's be honest, those aren't necessarily little things in many cases, now are they? They can be life-changing things, very serious things. Um, What I think about the song is that it's kind of more of a death by a thousand cuts 
sort of situation. Like all the insignificant bullshit and stressors of life just pile up and pile on. The small things that we're told not to sweat. You know, I think that's what this is about. You know what I mean? So let's take it verse by verse. I bleach the sky every night, loaded on wrong, further from right. Okay. I get how this seems like a drug reference. I get it. But does it have to be? Stretch your mind a little bit, you know? It could be just about making bad choices or blinding ourselves to our reality or erasing what's been done in the day, you know? Being full of regret or bad choices or negativity and drifting farther away from our true selves, from our, you know, our genuine nature, from the truer, deeper, and most authentic meaning of life. You know, that's one possibility. Spinning around two howling moons because they're always there, whatever I do. That's another line in this verse. Um, So I think howling moons, uh, the two howling moons are kind of like the angel and the devil on our shoulders judges good and bad right and wrong this or that our conscience and our ego you know and those things are always there even if we try to wipe it away bleach it out erase it escape it whatever do the moons maybe represent morals people gods choices i'm not sure they might you know even represent like ends of a spectrum or what have you next line the river is loaded. I've been there today. Took it some questions. She does me again. I'd die in your arms if you were dead too. Here comes a lie. We will always be true. The river to me represents a place of solace, of mindful contemplation and reflection where you might go um, to look deeper, to ask questions, meditate or contemplate. It could also be like a sexual reference, you know, the river being his female lover's womanhood or, or something. And he, he took it some questions. That can mean any number of things, right? Um, she does me again. Obviously, that seems like a reference to sex, but could it be something else? Is this a drug reference? Is she doing the drug again? Is the drug love? Is the drug, drug um, sex? Is the drug ego? I don't know. Um, next line, you know, I'd die in your arms if you were dead too. It sounds very romantic in a dark way, you know, very Romeo and Juliet, that kind of scenario. Um, so that calls into, uh, you know, the, the notion of some kind of star-crossed or forbidden love. It carries like a danger and a toxicity and a codependency there. So, so maybe this is a romantic relationship. Maybe this is the relationship between an addict uh, or a user and a drug. Um, Could be drug, could be love. Love could be the drug, you know? Um, Here comes a lie. We will always be true. Well, to me, that's obvious. It's two people in a relationship knowing it won't last forever, or maybe knowing that they won't be faithful to one another. The chorus, going up when coming down, scratch away, 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 away. It's the little things that kill, tearing at my brains again. Oh, the little things that kill, the little things that kill. I see this is, well, I see this as, you know, like 
whatever the little things are, be it drugs, be it nagging complaints in a relationship, be it everyday stressors or the pressures of work and life, um, those things are slowly chipping away at his identity and happiness, you know, um, that he's being almost smothered by the magnitude of these tiny things all piling up. Again, it's that idea of death by a thousand cuts, whether it's about a relationship or mental health or self-worth or identity or whatever. The next verse, the bigger you give, bigger you get. We're boss at denial, but best at forget. Cupboard is empty. We really need food. Summer is winter and you always knew. I love this verse. I feel like there's a lot of symbolism. It's very poetic. Um, it paints a picture. I just, I really like the wording. I, I just really like that verse. So the more you give, the more you get. I don't know. Um, I guess that could be good or bad. Like the more you give to someone, the more they take. Um, and the more BS is kind of handed back at you. Um, or it could be good. Like generosity is karma and the more work or love or generosity that you put out, that you give, uh, that you put out into the world, the more you get in return. So a joy begets joy, light begets light kind of thing. Um, you know, to, to receive love, you have to give love, all of that. Um, or it could mean that the more you succumb, submit, let go, then the more you open up, the more you get in return. The more open you are, the more you get. Uh, it could even mean like the more, and this is a more negative take, but um, the more that we sacrifice ourselves through hard work, the more we are rewarded um, or the more that people expect of us and take from us. So that, again, that could be that, that interpretation could be good or bad. Um, because if you're constantly giving, 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 like at work or in a relationship, um, you know, are you getting enough of reward back and is it even worth it? Kind of a risk benefit or cost benefit analysis there. But anyway, I think it's like throughout the give and take and push and pull of life, we're also good at, um, we're very good at mastering the art of denial, looking the other way, burying our heads in the sand, sweeping things under the rug, forgetting, you know, being blind to the problems and pain points we face in life, in love, in ourselves. We, we want to deny and forget all of that because it's easier. It's more comfortable. It's more convenient sometimes. It's prettier sometimes, you know? Um, the cupboards are empty. We really need food. To me, that line, the cupboards are empty. We really need food means, in my opinion, that kind of like we're prioritizing the wrong things. We're focusing on those little things and maybe making wrong choices all the while kind of starving ourselves spiritually or neglecting ourselves or our wellness or our loved ones for shallow or selfish or meaningless pursuits. It's like you're out there sweating all the small stuff, focusing on the wrong things, giving yourself away for the sake of these unimportant problems or ideals when you should be putting your focus on your own home, 
whether that home is literal or figurative, that home could be your actual house, your place of residence, um, your shelter, or it could be figurative like your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, getting your house in order and so on. That could be figurative or literal. It's like you're feeding your ego, but you're starving your soul. All because of these little, largely insignificant things. Summer is winter and you always knew. Maybe this means that the sunlight that we are working towards, the reward that we're working towards or focused on is not actually the right thing for us personally. You know, maybe that's actually the downfall or the dark time, the coldness. Like maybe summer is winter. What Maybe what that means is like summer could represent money, fame, power, excess, you know, but it sounds like there's another person. Maybe it's one of those howling moons even, or the girl in the other verse who knows better, but those things they aren't summer. That's not the light that you want to be chasing. Maybe she or they or whomever knew better all along that he would suffer while chasing summer and in doing so, turning a blind eye to the little things uh, or maybe focusing too much on the little things and turning a blind eye to how the little things affect and impact him. Maybe he's turning a blind eye to the fact that winter's been there all along. You know, and that the the thing he's working towards or striving towards or focused on, it's not the big, bright, beautiful, sunny, sunshiny summer, the glowing summer, this pinnacle, this bliss, this euphoria that he's chasing. Maybe it's not there and it's winter and other people have seen that all along, that it's cold and dark in reality and lonely and he's not seeing that because he's focused on all these little things that are lighting the way to that summer that he's chasing. I don't know. That's a lot. (laughs) Um, Next, we have the chorus and some repetition of the word little. Then another verse. um, I touch your mouth. My will is food. Addicted to love. I'm addicted to bullshit. I kill you once. I kill you again. We're starving and crude. Welcome, my friends, to the little things. So he's addicted to love, to sex, to, to um you know, gratification, maybe even addicted to the chaos of the little things, um, maybe addicted to the pursuit, to the chase, um, or maybe it is about drugs after all. And this verse then would make even more sense. Uh, it would be more literal. Um, addicted to bullshit's also like such a perfect line for nowadays, for current times, you know, like it's just relevant to so much of today. We're addicted to social media, to our phones, to the computer, to the internet, to filters and technology and to, you know, work and food and so much else, you know, money. Um, So the next part, I kill you once, I kill you again, likely about a bad habit, you know, that he's trying to break, uh, maybe a relationship he's trying to get out of, he's trying to, to cut the ties and break it off and, and in essence, kill the relationship and it's just not happening. So it's over and over this cycle, um, Groundhog Day. Um, So yeah, and then the song ends with the chorus a few more times. So obviously, I'm not a moron. I I can see very plainly 
why people think this song or assume this song is about substance abuse or addiction and hey, no judgment, but I just like to go beyond that in my lyrical interpretations and song analyses, you know? So like maybe it is about that. I can acknowledge that and I can see why that's a consensus that's out there. I'm just offering a different perspective, right? Different point of view. So like in short, if we're going with my theory here, um, in my interpretation, I feel like this one can be summarized like this. Little things. I think it's about the little insignificant things in life being what kill us. Uh, these things are what leave us in denial and starved for meaning. We may form some shallow relationships or focus on shallow things to fill a void, but it won't mask the stress that focusing on the wrong things or making the wrong choices can bring. You know, when it comes to living our best, most authentic lives and showing up as our true unbridled selves, those little stressors and our own little demons can pile up and get in the way and end up being the death by a thousand cuts that I've referenced throughout this episode. I think this also applies to being able to maybe like love fully in a relationship or be fully present in a relationship and can even apply to like breaking a bad habit or an addiction. Each little stress, each little slip up, each little piece of doubt or darkness can pile up and become insurmountable to the point we get lost in it, you know, and we can't get to that summer that we're chasing. We're stuck in the winter. We're stuck in the dark um, because our focus is not attuned to the right things. These little things are just consuming us. And that's what dwarves us and what kills our spirit, just the endlessness of it all. The endlessness of the little things piling on and us being consumed or distracted by it or turning our attention and our presence to the wrong things, right? Anyway, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed my personal take on little things. Again, it's just my personal opinion for entertainment purposes only, you know, I'm certainly not an expert and I have no direct line of sight or line of vision into what the true meaning of the song is. I try not to research ahead of time. So just uh, take it at face value and for what it's worth, just my personal thoughts. And I would love to hear your own interpretations, analysis, opinions. Um, so please share those comments on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and stay wild, my friends. We'll see you next time.